streaming on Paramount Plus. You ready, Bob? Well, right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, One Love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Gypsy King rules. This is the State of Combat Podcast on CBS Sports with your boy, the Brian Campbell. Instant analysis. Can you hear that in my voice? I don't believe what I saw tonight. I saw a man fly. No, that that's not it. I saw the Gypsy King, Tyson Fury, do exactly what he said he did. And guess who didn't jack? My boy, yours, my best friend in box, Rafe Boogs, Rafe Bartholomew. Take the first word, one word to describe what we saw this evening. Unreal, Brian. He I, I also, yeah, I didn't jack. I'm here, everybody. I will never jack. I, I won't. I because of Tyson Fury, I will never jack again in my life. I'll never because I won't jack. I'll be there till I can't breathe. It clearly works. Whatever is in the water out there, whatever he was raised on, whatever Gypsy King, Bartley Gorman, Othea Burton blood is pumping through that man's veins, through those genes, it is real. Yeah, I don't have none of that. I have something, but it ain't that. I I like what I got, but it ain't that. That 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 was incredible, Brian. I'm I'm I was speechless. There, I let out non-ironic, real. Emmanuel Stewards during that fight in my living room here in suburban Detroit. Oh my God, look at this. Yes, I. Oh my God, look at this! When he, oh, when he started. Are you talking moving about- in on on Wilder after? I mean, the the third round knockdown, then the fifth round when he was following up on the knockdown. Uh, Brian, it was oh, you were there, again, Brian. I was going to drop a double regasm on your excitement right here. It's uh, yeah, look, Rafe, I, I'm not. He going, did it. I'm he not did going it. too far. Lampley here. is crying. Lampley is still crying right now. Um, I don't know what the call was on the broadcast. I know what the call was like that sound inside inside of me as this was going down as I was inside the arena. And by the way. Very happy this didn't go to the cards, and I had to come on and say I had the draw. When in reality, Rafe, beggars aren't usually allowed to be choosers in boxing media, but they sat us the hell off the floor for that. So, But I got a taste of that experience. The build, this was the second best fight we've ever been a part of after uh, Canelo Mayweather. Like, that was just, people forget how great of a fight week that was, by the way. Just like... High emotions, high happiness, everything. This fight week was amazing. And then for this fight to deliver that, well, we didn't see. Rafe, this is folk hero-ish. This is like uh, Paul Bunyan stuff right here. And I mean yeah. that. I, I mean that. No, I mean absolutely. That. Like, it didn't make sense, Brian. It didn't make sense. Nothing about it looked good this week going in. I didn't. Look, 
I didn't believe it because it didn't – it shouldn't make sense. You shouldn't be able to do what this guy just did. So I speak and believe, he, receive it. Speak and believe, receive it. Speak and believe, receive it. But it was the other guy. <laughs> you think I care about that guy? Um, Like, here's the thing. When that draw happened in, in December 2018 – I was the guy going, hold, like, hold up here. Like, they screwed Tyson Fury, but more importantly, Rafe, they screwed the consummation, if you will, the completion of one of the greatest comeback stories in sports history. And I genuinely mean that. And it's not like he, like, it really was. But yet, 14 months later, a couple of schwazes along the way, he not only got that moment, I mean, he, he just reproduced the rumble in the jungle, Rafe. It's not the same circumstances, but it's really not that different either. He shouldn't have done what he did out there. Everything he said, it wasn't a backdoor gypsy trick. It wasn't uh, a deep mind game. He got a new trainer two months out. He resurrected the Kronk style, even though did you see that tweet that Manuka of the LA Times put out when they asked uh, to Hitman Thomas Hearns, Tommy Hearns. Uh, whether whether he believed they could resurrect the and it, it by by the end of that one minute conversation he's like who Andy Lee who what I mean it was um yeah yeah all right sorry we do have sound of it who the hell is that all right all right um yeah Rafe lost the train of thought uh back to he shouldn't have done it he shouldn't have been able to do that but he did everything he said Rafe he didn't like uh. F around and do herky-jerky defensive stuff. He sat down with a 40-pound weight advantage, landed big right hands, but even more impressive to me was the constant strategy of the Klitschko style. And I usually hate the Klitschko style because it's normally matched with Vladimir Klitschko. Just die. Just die. No, don't die. Um, And once he had a lead built, Rafe, he never gave Wilder a window to throw a punch. He's leaning all over him, forearms to the face, all kind of mugging and dirty on the inside. This was masterful. So, you know, going back to the physical side of it, not just the legacy side, of, like what actually took place in there was masterful. It was such a one-sided domination that do you think we're going to find, and I know Wilder, who, by the way, behaved as a champion in defeat, um, did say something about personal troubles coming in. A lot of people speculating uh, injuries coming in, illnesses, a lot of different things, Rafe. Uh, are we going to find that out later, and then that could change the stakes for the third fight? Or should we just um, sit back down on the cactus and enjoy it and just say, uh, no, 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 this is Tyson's night? Oh, this is – no, 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 no. This is Tyson's night, okay? Even even Danny couldn't take this night away from Tyson. This is I, – I that was just a breathtaking performance. The skill of it, the balls of it, the – just uh, – this, this – I mean, this is I, – I feel like I just watched some Babe Ruth stuff happen. <laughs> I literally do. Like, I this, this is – this is like a movie right now. It this doesn't – it ain't – it's crazy, man. This ain't Klitschko, yeah. This ain't Berto. This ain't uh, this ain't Jorge Coda, Rafe. This is <laughs> this is the biggest puncher in boxing history. Now I don't even know if I believe that, but like it was at that hype level coming in that hey, wake up, Deontay Wilder's knocked out every single person that entered the ring with him except Tyson Fury, who had to walk through hell, Luke, to just survive last time. So he wasn't facing you know some bum, some Thailand guy, you know, and then to see him 
I mean, the one that level of one-sided domination, Rafe. Yeah, I, I mean, like, like that really, was like there was like Deontay was never in the fight. No, no, I mean, it, you know, I he looked okay for some parts of the first round, but really after the first knockdown, I mean, Fury, and it was, I, he just kept pouring it on him, and it wasn't. I, I, I hear you saying Klitschko, I get it. But it was a it was a hybrid of like the Fury smothering style as well as then you know creating some distance and landing that right hand that 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 knockdown in the fifth where he all of a sudden shifted and and planted a straight left into his gut and that was the thing the other thing Wilder honestly it didn't it looked like he wasn't he never really recovered strongly and that's because Fury never let him and he put in between the weight that he put on him and the the leather that he put on him, it just he, – he wasn't going to get an opportunity to come back. But well, his he legs was, were was, gone throughout th- – I mean it's inc- it was good – kudos to him for, for being brave enough to, to wobble around on those legs for like five rounds. But he was a sitting duck out there for I a lot so of it. so much to ask you. I didn't hear the broadcast. I was in the arena. Um, what was going on with Wilder's ears? Uh, there was like speculation from, ring, from uh, the, the press area that there was like a – a pot, like bleeding air and like a, a broken uh, eardrum. Was that? Did any of that come out in the air? He was bleeding from the right ear, probably from that first knockdown because he turned and tried to get out of the way, but didn't get all the way, and it landed sort. And the, the the right landed sort of behind. That's why he's complaining. That it landed behind the head, but he turned into it. So what can you do? Um, but so after that punch, he was bleeding from his left ear pretty much the rest of the fight, and there was. They didn't say anything, you know. You couldn't hear anything in the corner about a a perforated eardrum or something like that. But that was a, an assumption that the broadcast made, which is I mean, makes some sense. What blood was coming from the man's ear? And then, of course, there was the licking moment. That I don't know if he actually licked the blood, but just you know, pantomiming it. The, people loved the crap out of that. In fact, I, I my my guy. My guy, Ivan Redcock, was even making like, hey, New York Commission jokes, why don't you go suspend him? But the whole point here, Rafe, is uh, was you break a man's eardrum. There's some equilibrium stuff going on in there. Are you now right. ready? Yeah. Based the on the what balance may never go back. What we saw tonight, are you ready to uh, come back to the right side of history on Cotto Martinez, round one? No, 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 no. The, the knee was not responding, Brian. It, it was definitely not responding. I didn't see any blood coming out of se- sexy Sergio's sexy earlobe. No. All right, all right. Uh, but yeah, but certainly Wilder never the same after those right hands. It was full validation for the whole angle coming in of uh, feather-fisted hands because it was interesting. And I don't know what the pay-per-view numbers are going to be, but like, shout out to ESPN and Fox for finishing that freaking strong, Rafe. Last week, like this week of leading in, like wall to wall coverage. But I thought that Andre Ward had that really cool. Um, did you see that skit he did where he's in the breakdown? Movie theater? Breakdown. He's in the movie theater and he's going, he's going ham on that first fight. Him showing where Wilder may have been hurt and the buckling of the legs. It's certainly, you know, they ain't feather fists. But when you add the combination of that kind of muscle and size, I mean, God, it was 24 hours ago that suddenly Teddy Atlas stopped. Fury was too fat, and champ, you ate seven to nine too many of those pies, Rafe. But either way, the dude had a lot of muscle, and he validated yet another thing he often says. The fat fellas can fight for some reason. 
All fat people can fight. <laughs> he came in as Big John would want him to. He came in as the damn Gypsy King. He was himself. It wasn't about getting slimmer so he could be quicker. It was, yeah, I'm going to, like, this is the one flaw in his game, really. The, the lack of finishing power was, like, the one thing that kind of put him on the same plane, along with the wild card that he could go crazy tomorrow and, you know, take – Two years a little off. erratic at times. Yeah, besides that and the, the seven times pumping it per day, uh, that stuff, that was his hole, and he filled that hole in the biggest <laughs> fight of his <laughs> Sorry about that. He filled that hole in the biggest fight of his life and won with that hole. What an A-hole, like great A-hole. That guy's amazing, Rafe. Yeah. Um, but no, it was – look, I don't know if this means necessarily that – Tyson Fury is a knockout artist from here on out or, but you know, and he, it also was brilliant just in doing what no one had dared try do to Deontay Wilder with at least at any credible level of opponent. Right. I mean, unless you want to talk about like Nikolai Firtha or whoever it was back well, in the day, Charlie, Z, but like Charlie Z got inside on him for a bit. Yeah. yeah. Charlie Z took a shot. Um, but no one, no one, try, no one, was ballsy enough to step to him like that. And obviously you need the skill and the size and everything that Fury brings the, the whole pack. Talk about the whole package, Brian. I think Nas, uh, it might sound terrible. I think Nas <laughs> might have to give the full package to, to Tyson Fury. He, who, he has the full goddamn package. This was the full package and he <laughs> unloaded it on, on Deontay Wilder. And Wilder had no answers. It was a wrap, baby. Who puts their balls on the line? No, like jokes aside, that was the big part of the scouting report coming in. All my analysis, if you go back on CBS Sports HQ on this podcast, was like, that could be the key factor. That that could be the thing right there. Yeah, uh, look, he. we don't know for sure. Uh, we, we've seen Wilder look like, oh, maybe we had questions about his chin in the past, right? Uh, whether it was the times weirdos knocked him back with jabs like eric molina you weirdo eric or getting getting beat up pretty bad in the seventh round against uh luis ortiz and being slightly out on his feet he didn't seem to have the greatest recuperative abilities but no one had really done enough to to give us a definitive answer or what felt like a definitive answer and still i wouldn't necessarily say that this was definitive it's just one fight but fury took that chance and you know, once he got that advantage, you said it, he stepped on it and stayed on it and put his foot on that man's neck and it and and never let him up. Uh, you're not making any kind of weird American History X references here to this fight, are you, Ray? I'll that throw, that was not a foot on the neck, Brian. That was some weird kind of curb stomping. Why are we talking about that crap? Because <laughs> I was ready to remy your ass from uh, from higher learning. No, just kidding. Just kidding. Right? Take that back. No, like no, Tyson no. said, I, I won't. We're, we're not bringing race into this. All right, all right. Uh, the race was to um, to go back and figure out. I mean, we had a pretty good scouting report for how this, like, there's a there's a case this could have been possible, Rafe. But should we have known? Should we have known even more? Is this one of those because of how one sided it was that you go back and you're like, you no. know, I said Tyson Fury's got a chance, but I should have known that it could be like this. Unless again, we find out that Deontay Wilder, what you know, had a significant problem that. Well, how significant could it have been? What do you expect it to be? I don't know. I, what I'm just saying is you never know after that. 
and he got the coronavirus and um and he just he just wasn't himself. I mean, you're like literally like he just wasn't himself at all. I mean, so you're just trying. Was well, to- it the beginning of the fight? You saw him land a couple of right hands early. By the way, those were not light right hands. And Fury rolled him a little bit, but they landed too. And Fury just took him. I mean, yo, that man, he, that man was possessed tonight. And uh, no, it, there is almost nothing because even if. Deontay Wilder, it comes out that there were whatever mitigating factors or supposedly mitigating factors. Fury was the one going into the fight who seemed to have red flags sticking out of his ass. I mean, all over the place. I was gaining 20 pounds all night. Yes. Going through a, a, a last minute trainer change, basically do it, deciding to to take on a different style than one he was known for and had been extremely successful for. None of that sounded smart to anyone, and and to pull it off. No, no, this 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 is this is Tyson's night. This is Fury's night. This is Big John's night. I'm trying to water my own balls down so I don't come on here and you know proclaim you know. I'm sure he said many a bad thing about my people at some point. It's like, boy, he sent me to hell on my own podcast, Rick. All right. Anyway, uh, shout out to a lot of people. Shout out to Omaha, Nebraska. Shout out to the Gypsy crew, the Irish crew, the Godinez crew. Um, shout out to that event. I mean, you know, the undercard was ab- abhorrent as expected. But when it finally. I forgot it already. I don't care. I no longer when, care. When it was time to to for this thing to be big. I mean, again, it was a. It was a fully. It was an A plus, Rafe. Okay, from a presentation, from all that. But if Wilder wasn't hurt, because I think that's how you sell a third fight. Um, the big question is, he's got thirty days to kick in a, a trilogy, and you you just feel like money wise, it would make a ton of sense for PBC and them, and and I also let's not forget this: Wilder didn't do the press, uh, the post presser because he was sent to the hospital, but um. You know, he was upset post-fight about the fight being stopped, and obviously you were just like, oh, damn, this guy's a warrior, right? I don't know if you saw or heard that Jay Diaz, his trainer at the post-press conference, was like, that was Mark Breland's call. I think it was the wrong call. Um, So we got a couple questions in one here, Rafe. First of all, I'm shocked that Jay Diaz said that. Even though, like, you have the one fighter who could be losing an entire fight, and yes, there was part of me watching that going, is this too good to be true? Is is, is Tyson going to throw the load at, at, at – uh, at Farmer and then get nailed with something, right? You know, shout out to Tyson, uh, to uh, Tevin Farmer there. Um, I I don't know, Rafe, but do you think we're going to see a third one this year? Because um, I still don't see people playing with the zone. I still don't see those male and female parts, uh, you know, consummating Rafe and get, and, you know, like I, I, I'm not, I don't think so. So um, if you're Team Wilder and you're in full badass mode, I still could have landed that one punch. Then you you probably definitely want an immediate chance once you're healthy, right? Yeah. Um. I look. I think the answer is yes, but I look at this way differently from say last year with Anthony Joshua getting upset by Andy Ruiz, right? Because that was a shocking upset. It was Anthony one Joshua. where you know. It was one where AJ clearly had sort of the worst performance possible and got appeared to get hit with an equilibrium shot that knocked him off that uh, uh, you know not unlike the shot that did not hit <laughs> Sergio Martinez by the way it was shout to Homer more importantly yeah Homer don't don't stay out of my DMs brother um it was it was clear that 
I think it was clear that AJ had a path to victory in that rematch basically by doing what he ended up doing, boxing, moving, never really engaging with Andy Ruiz. And it was helped by Andy Ruiz gaining weight, hanging out at the Downey Pizza Company, hanging out with the the dank city people, doing all the dumb stuff uh, or, or, uh, you know, ill-advised stuff that he did. But still, even if he hadn't done that, I think that the strategy AJ brought into that rematch – would have given him a very good chance to beat Andy Ruiz on any night. Um, and I don't see how, and I don't see that for Deontay Wilder necessary, necessarily in a third Tyson Fury fight. I mean, in the, in the Bartholomew household, Brian, Tyson Fury is 2 and 0 against Deontay Wilder, and he hey, beat him boxing one household. time, and he knocked him out the second time. And so how is, I mean, yeah, Deontay Wilder has great power. He can knock anyone out. So he can come into that to a third fight with that but besides that especially uh, he's never lost before whatever he's going through psychologically after this fight and also wilder uh, fury coming into a third fight knowing he can hurt badly and stop wilder it's um it's a dangerous third fight to go into you know i would look at it almost as a cash out wow 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 rafe wow I'm still saying I'm still I'm on wow. I'm I'm still on the last wow from the last. Tell time. me where the lie is. I mean, I mean, are you are you asking him to finish? Basically, no. I see where you. I no, see look, you, no. I it's just you, beca- you would do it the... because he's in his early thirties. I got it. I got it. I got it. That's your best. That's your best money making thing, no matter what. But I don't know if it's a fight you would go into expecting to win. Here's the deal, though. Okay, Tyson Fury's got so much confidence from this, but let's say they do an immediate third one. Like, Wilder's a knockout threat at any single point. And imagine if he stopped an overconfident Fury, what that would do to open back up the door for this rivalry to become like a, ne- a never-ending rivalry because they're sort of so perfect. Like, it's, Rafe, it's rare that you had, that obviously it's rare that anything goes from a trilogy to a fourth fight. Most times it's unnecessary, like the uh, Vasquez Marquez, but. I guess Pacquiao Marquez is the only one I can think of right now because of the first draw that was one of those weird ones that didn't follow the normal flow of things. Uh, Wilder could almost claim back the rivalry, you know, with a, with a knockout there. And it's just, it just, it goes to show why this matchup is so good. I just feel like we're going to find out that, that, uh, something. And, you know, even if it's as, as little, Rafe, as, uh, hey, putting on that extra weight, something we didn't mention, you know, he did go from 212 and a half pounds to, in the last fight to 231 this time. You know, even if they're just leaning back on a, that as an excuse, he's in this third fight, Rafe. I mean, that's, that's Look. his skill. He's, he's Mariano Rivera. You know, he throws one, and he, throw him the, the cutter. Say it. Just say it. Cutter. You know, like that. Remember, you used to do that weird thing. Anyway, um, I'm, not a, I'm not. I'm not a Yankees guy, Brian. But look, yeah, look, they can sell a third fight, and Wilder will be live in it because he's live in every fight. His right hand makes that uh, just a fact. But it's um, it's risky, and and he 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 got hurt real bad in this fight. And I, I think that Mark Breland made the right decision to throw the towel in, and Kenny Bayless made the his only right decision of the night to uh you know heed that concession and go in and stop the fight because Wilder it had been a couple of rounds since he had had a moment of looking like he he was doing anything but surviving in that fight he was on very very weak legs 
and just taking oncoming fire. And, and anytime that he wasn't basically shielding himself or trying to avoid getting punched, he looked like he was just about to collapse from exhaustion. I mean, he, he needed to be saved and, and JD's, um, was wrong if he thinks that that fight should have gone on. Did a, did a, what's his name get you down the other day? JD's nuts. <laughs> uh, Mark Breland, you're a real man. Yeah, they were actually get they if they would have left that go and you were leaving him in like I don't I, when I say super dangerous territory, I don't mean just like to shorten your career, like end your career. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, especially with guys that big, right? I mean, it's it's dangerous at with with fighters at any weight, but when one guy is becoming increasingly defenseless and the other man is 270 pounds of big John Fury blood coming at you. <laughs> you know, you don't want that. You know, somebody's going to lose an eyeball. Wow. 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 What a freaking night. I mean, wow. Rafe, I, 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 in the moment, I felt that this was going to be one of those, like, remember I was there. Remember, you know, remember where you were type of deals for, for boxing because I, Boxing is, is one of the best sports that gives you that avenue for a great comeback story or a great underdog story or just something so wacky and wild that, that, that may not play out as easily in other sports. But even in that, this is like, for this era, like this is like defining moment. I mean, it's like George Foreman Moore. I mean, it's like, it's one of those like, oh my God, Rafe. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it, I can't even think of what the, the best, heavyweight performance was before this what is it brian so you're saying best performance in a major heavyweight title bout right it's a heavyweight title fight uh i mean it yeah well you, you got to go back a while right? i mean i want to say fury you, i want to say fury klitschko because I hear Jimmy on what actually happened rather than like, oh, well, it was a crappy foot. And, Vlad, you know, Eric Raskin likes to put out that, that, you know, just Vlad was already on like was in Washville. Don't forget, Raskin thinks uh, Loma's washed as well, though. I Look, that was a very good performance. It was a great performance from Fury to do that that night. And but this this just feels so much bigger uh, with all the coming just the, the narrative of it coming back, you know, from from. Uh, mental illness from addiction from being like 450 pounds to the draw in the first fight to the fact that this fight looked I I didn't think he was going to win this fight and I and I thought that he won the first one I think I thought that he is the better boxer but I just didn't like everything going in I didn't like all the factors that seemed to be aligning against Fury and it did and and just never ever ever doubt that guy again whatever he says believe it Speak it, believe it, receive it. <laughs> and the crazy part about that, and that's true. Like I said, there's a magic surrounding him that was reminiscent of Conor McGregor in his original, in his uh, title, first UFC title, uh, you know, uh, climbing the ladder there. Uh, where, as much as I feel like on any given night he can be the best heavyweight in the world by far, he also plays up and down to his competition so often that it it, it just really makes you doubt and cloud what is possible. So I like I have to ask myself that amazing version of him 14 months ago against Wilder in which I thought he you know outboxed him and showed such heart and greatness was that was John Fury right was that a a a almost like heavily compromised man and now we're seeing how great that man can be if he has someone to motivate him that much 
No, I don't think that. I thought that was a great performance that night, too. It was a really, really, really good performance. I thought he deserved to win. It was amazing to see him pull that off. He walked the tightrope. He fought a different style. And what he may have exposed, at least for him, maybe not for every heavyweight, is that if you can do that to Deontay Wilder, you're better off fighting like that, being aggressive, backing him up, punishing him than trying to avoid that right hand for 12 rounds because if you're standing at distance trying to trying to get out of the way eventually you're going to make a mistake and if you end and and if you make that mistake when Wilder decides to throw his right you're done so he yeah I don't think every heavyweight can do that I think you have to be very special and Tyson Fury is that but he did it and like shoot man just just I, you take your hat off to the guy. It is. I'll take my pants it, off to the guy, right? Yeah, I'll take, take, I've got, I'm, I'm not even wearing pants. I took them off already. <laughs> I had to pump it a couple times, more than once. I can't wait for the whole card. But that fight, like after what just happened there, has got, has got my balls tingling. Tell, like, you're, he's not well wrong. said, Eddie. All right. Eddie is not wrong. I mean, I, I see what's going on. The great on. Eddie Hearns. You know, we fighter. what you're doing by the hot dog truck. All right, all right. Oh, by the way, Teddy and uh, Stephen A. Smith had a had another flip your cheeseburger session ahead of this fight. I don't have the sound. It was pretty lame, Rafe. They they literally went back to the flipping cheeseburgers. No, but they had one of those where it's just like nonsense, yelling back and forth. I mean, it certainly wasn't as good as as the original. Fast food. I mean, you yeah, tell it does not make a fast food. That's exactly what it does. I mean, that's what I'm saying. He I made him go in there. Listen, and he made him flip cheeseburgers. Listen, he made him do something. I don't know if you heard the new one. It's it's uh, it's unbearable. Thank Brian, you. I believe now in flying kangaroos <laughs> if Tyson Fury says that they're going to fly. I, I just – I don't care. I believe. All right. So he would beat AJ. We all know that, Rafe. All right? What we is- don't necessarily I, – I, look, you have to favor him, but you're telling me you don't want to see that fight? You're telling me it would oh not be God. worth doing? You think, you're telling me it's not worth unifying all four heavyweight Bro, belts? I'm about to tell you this. I'm about to tell you this. If that happened – that might be the biggest fight you can make in all of boxing because I think Tyson Fury like became a legitimate household, Amer- you know, U.S. megastar with this fight. Yes, and especially because Canelo doesn't really have any great dance partners right now. He doesn't have anybody who's going to bring in that much interest. He could, you could, Canelo could still be the biggest individual star, arguably alongside AJ or maybe now even Fury, but. Two of them together in a ring, and they're both heavyweights, and you're doing it. Uh, uh, well, you know what would suck is they probably wouldn't do it in the UK. They'd have the biggest UK fight ever, and instead of at least then, at least then they wouldn't break Eddie Kane Wembley, but they would go take set like half a billion dollars to do it in Saudi Arabia or oh, somewhere. Stop that! You're your whole. You're definitely right. You're Eddie def- says it all no, the time. You know right. it's the truth. Yeah. yeah. I mean, make I, that money player i mean i guess it doesn't matter in the end like i'm not like mad at it it's just like i'm not gonna be at either one so yeah, it don't matter I mean, to me that. yeah wow 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 i have so many wows rafe i mean by the way like shout out to deontay wilder's toughness his chin and how much he behaved as a champion in the post-fight presser like i heard the in the interview in the ring i do want to put that out there like um that's why I think he wants a third fight. Business-wise, Rafe, they are going to throw themselves at this third fight. Yeah, well, the other, I mean, the one unknown, Brian, and I, I hope that the fight did well. It seems like it was lined up to do well. The, the ESPN and Fox obviously had a great final week of promotion. But 
if it didn't if if, they, if it didn't work out if they didn't get the numbers they wanted out of it that might also dampen the possibility of a third fight right away that is the x factor that was the talk all last week uh on our bonus interview pod last friday that was the talk and uh everybody is super excited about that from sean porter to tim bradley to bob arum but um everybody was also of course like let's wait let's count the receipts first let's wait and see uh what happens right there but uh wow how was the broadcast team right for this uh all-star game if you will i cannot effing remember brian i the i i the only thing i see is the fight is tyson fury and deontay wilder um i i hear myself you know screaming oh my god look at this a few times that's that that's that was the call in my head i don't even remember who interviewed them was it bernardo yeah i think it was uh all right here's the question i wanted to ask you six minutes ago and then i got lost in my own brain um tyson fury is the best heavyweight today yes Name the last heavyweight champion who you'd favor over him prime versus his- prime it's hard. I mean, that's. I, I was thinking. I, I. I just had to write up some BS about this, and I called him like the, at least an all-time great heavyweight talent, right? Because oh, he has Max Kellerman. Me, you saying talent in that spot is so Max Kellerman. It's true though. You look. Look, he's not going to have the resume. He doesn't. He has the two wins, and he is the best of this batch. But he's not around enough to to really solidify it. That's fine. I'm I'm willing to call him the talent and say I can't even I don't even know who beats him up. The journalist. What? The journalist. <laughs> the, the journalist. Who? Max Kellerman, the journalist. The, the talent. Yeah, Max Kellerman, the journalist. Yeah, yeah. Um, I who do you have a good idea? Um, I I'm just trying to do it more from like mythical mad, matchup fun ways, and I'm like, I mean, you're gonna have to stop hard at Lennox Lewis and really ask yourself. That's that's. I mean, obviously, that's, yeah. You know, he really was a complete package. So, yeah, so that's probably the that's and I was going to sort of ask you, you know, who can beat him? So, like, we know Wilder could, you know, possibly beat him. But like, what is the the style now that we're that we're picking up on that may have the best shot at beating a prime fury outside of being a six foot five jack kind of well-rounded total package of Lennox Lewis? Is there I don't know what you would do to him now. Well, look, I mean, you go back in time and it wasn't like it is today that there's really only one elite heavyweight who can box and that's Tyson Fury, right? I mean, there was, you know, there were the back, there was a time when Larry Holmes was alive when, oh, he's still alive, but was, 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 was fighting. Um, and of course, yeah, he knows this game. I look with, with that, with that jab in Fury's face and a guy who wouldn't necessarily uh, be so bamboozled by Fury's feints and all that other stuff. It might, it, it could be a different story, and the same goes for a lot of the the more elite boxers of the heavyweight, you know, heavyweight past. But you got to go back to like the seventies. You got to go way back to get there. Well, what about the those top nineties blokes, the second greatest? Heavyweight yeah, what what about what about prime pre jail Mike Tyson? I mean that that's a hell of a sort of mythical Monday matchup. It's probably the effing get inside on yeah. him. He's fast enough that that Fury probably can't just you know run away from him. I mean, that's he cuts the ring. That's a let's sit by the fire and 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 pop some edibles and just kind of go go to town for about three hours and have a debate there. But just straight up more of like an Evander Holyfield, who was like small for today's heavyweights, 
Um, yeah, gr- on real hard, can brawl, can box, can do a lot of things, but does size just kill that too? Like, because I've never had somebody 6'9 with this skill set. So that's what I'm saying. And then I know you could, anyone could be listening to this and kind of rehab what you just said and say, like, um, the second greatest heavyweight right now is Deontay Wilder. He would have been like the seventh best in the 1970s. So I get that, but I'm high on, I'm high on the gypsies right now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I feel like, look, what, with what, the way he has fought and the way he rises to the occasion, the, all of this just, almost impossible to explain or really really wrap your head around this, this, his ability to do that to just be better than the man across from him no matter the situation sometimes in an ugly way sometimes in ways that make you think he's worse than he is but then when he needs it the the, the bastard shows up right and just and and doesn't leave a whole lot of doubt either against on the Dude, big night has like like tell me like Tell me if this is wrong. Like he has like the okay. We're not going to know if unless he fleshes out this resume. We're not going to exactly know. It may be more of a Max Kellerman talent question. Story of the fight. Tell me the story of the fight. Um, it may be one of those things, Ray, for, forever. But I don't know that. I mean, that combination of size and skills. It's it's. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm losing myself in mid train of thought. I'm trying to. I'm just trying to. Um, he'd compete in any era, Rafe. This guy's a freak, and I think the thing that ultimately he has that we can say is legendary is the mental toughness, like iron will part of it. Like he seemed, even though Wilder showed go, going out on a shield levels of like 1960s and 70s, he was a real. Chi- he was he was a real man, Rafe, like Jeff Horn. But um, in terms of just this mental. This guy's like an old school warrior. You don't see fighters like that that have that like life and death thing that Tyson Fury has. Like he he is the sport, Rafe. You know what I'm saying? Like he's a fighting man. All that's not BS. It's actually true. Yeah, I mean, wherever it comes from, whether you want to believe it comes from uh, breeding, from the 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 blood that runs through his veins, whether you want to believe it's cultural, whether you want to believe it is uh, just personal that he is a special individual. It is, he is he is who he is and he and he really does he 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 has this incredible self-belief and backs it up it's just and with not just backs it up with guts or balls but with skill and strategy and talent and different and versatility winning fights in different ways i mean we've now seen him out like do just a, a pure sort of spoilery defensive draw against Deontay Wilder that a plurality if not a majority of people thought that he won great defensive performance we've seen him slobber and smother all over Steve Cunningham and Otto Valin and beat them that way we've seen him basically stand at distance and beat down Deontay Wilder it's incredible like he, he's 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 a shapeshifter man forget Anthony Mundine <laughs> Wow, wow. Hey, by the way, shout out to uh, Prince Charles Martin. All right? That's about, uh, on paper, that's like the worst pay-per-view co-main event fight ever. And it was a disgrace. And then the fight was largely a disgrace. But this guy, Charles Martin, Rafe, who were ready to just never say his name again, that was a highlight reel knockout of Gerald Washington. That's probably going to get him a title shot in some form. Or it just will allow him, if, if Wilder does not 
go into an immediate rematch with Tyson Fury, he will knock out Prince Charles Martin. That's a fair point. But uh, shout out to that man, okay? He's a golden god, Prince Sir Charles Martin, yes. All right. Uh, nothing else. I mean, what a bad undercard. It didn't move me. Um, good weekend with uh, Evan Korn, the corner man. Very, uh, very in our face, Rafe. Okay, very in our face. Uh, in in what way? What does that mean? Uh, you know, it's time to get some big top ranked names on here. I told him, "Get me Loma. Let's do this thing." All right, all right. Does that work on the phone? I'm gonna make it work. Okay. Okay. Ask him, ask him about a Thailand guy, uh, Brian. A, all right. I have a if we're with... <laughs> if we're gonna if we're if we're sort of slightly transitioning out of just like drooling over Tyson Fury right now. Let me ask you, what was what was it like this week with the with both of the 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 cap I I can't remember my my Shakespeare here, but the Capulets, the Caps of somethings and the Montagues with the PBCs and the top ranks, all the stars from both sides wandering around that press room. Was that weird? Was it were they, were, they, were were guys cordial to each other? Did they did did the corner man shake hands with Tim Smith from PBC PR man for PR man? Or was it, was it, Hey, you stay on your side of the fence and I'll stay on mine. Uh, everybody thought it was going to be a train wreck that, that like we couldn't wait to see what show is going to break out. It's going to be Maypack all over again when like the fight can almost fall apart because everybody hates each other during fight week. Uh, it, everyone's touching tips during fight week. Like I have never heard, you know, when Bob Aram says it to me on camera, it's like, okay, it, that means something, but it's still like, hey, you know, to hear every single person, high or low, connected or not, that has any connection to either of those networks or promotions be like, uh, this was the easiest week ever in like the history of promoting a fight. Um, that That's a good thing. That's a super good thing, Rafe. Like it's I was like, Bob, really? You and Al? Are you and Uncle Al? I should have been like, hey, Bob, you and Mr. Cancer. And he was just like, no, you know, like they're glowing reports from both sides, Rafe. So it wasn't just the talent. It was, I mean, I'm sure the talent felt like an all star game, but everything seemed to flow from what I saw. Like stupidly well, Rafe. Like scarily well. Where like, what the freak would stop us from Crawford Spence? What would stop us? What's going to stop us, Rafe? Well, I hope nothing stops us. You know, that reminds me, though, Brian, it, one thing that was interesting, this was a huge fight week, tons of media attention. It would have been an opportune time for somebody to announce a big fight, for somebody to announce, hey, Errol Spence is coming back and he's bringing his back foot game and his seatbelt. Or, hey, Manny Pacquiao is coming back. Hey, Ma- Floyd Mayweather is coming back. Hey. Somebody, Terrence Crawford is coming back. Hey, Canelo, let's make a fight. No news. Why is there no news this week? Is that not weird to you? Uh, it's a missed opportunity. I didn't think about it until now, but yeah, that's a big time missed opportunity. Um, I didn't see the broadcast again, so I didn't know if they zoomed in on somebody and kind of teased that there'd be a fight, but they did have Spencer Crawford sitting one row apart, Rafe. Did you see this? I saw that they're both there, uh, but so what? They've 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 been next. They've they you know we've seen them say hello to each other in concourses before. That's fine. We saw I saw Terrence Crawford talking to Kell Brook too this weekend. Um, it's in. I, I guess. Look, uh, this is boxing. Things don't always happen on schedule. The fights will still happen, and they will just have missed an opportunity to promote them during a big week. But it was yeah. I think 
it, it did make me wonder, oh, damn, does this mean that some of these fights are kind of going to happen further down the line than we're hoping for? I'd be more optimistic than that. Not further down. Sooner. Sooner, Rafe. Okay. That's great. Great to know. Um, Brian, there were a lot of traveling British fans um, in Las Vegas for this fight, or so it seemed. Did you get any traveler in you? <laughs> did, you did you get any traveler in your in your? Um, no, I didn't. This was like one of the first fights where I did not stay like right in the midst of it on the strip. I basically stayed like off strip almost. Uh, so I didn't get that full feel. But any public event, I mean, the amount of Tyson Fury fans was overwhelming. I didn't get any traveler in or in your uh, necessarily, but um, it was really really one. Like I said, the best fight week I've I've experienced since Floyd Canelo, which people forget we hadn't had a good super fight since like. Floyd Oscar before that so that week just had like that extra kind of crazy like oh my god I forgot what this drug feels like which and I think that's why this week felt like that because from a heavyweight standpoint it was like oh my god I used I remember what this used to feel like so um it uh, it was it was incredible what a what a freaking week Rafe it felt like boxing was back like really back you know what I mean like fully back well, yeah, when you're in the midst of a great boxing crowd and everyone is telling you boxing is back, I'm sure it feels that way, Brian. Wait, love and hate, get it wrong, you know, cut me right, right back down to size, but I don't want to come back down from this cloud. Don't, you shouldn't have to. I hope we don't. You, the cloud that you should never come down from is the admiration for the performance we saw from Tyson Fury tonight. That was, that was for el- the ages, eloquent. Brian. It was really, really a legendary type performance. Very eloquent from you there, Rafe. I like that. Uh, that's, that's what I'm all about. That's what I bring. Brian, oh, was, I was going to ask. Plenty of fight interactions and fighters in the uh, media room. And just to be able to have them from both sides of the tracks, it was very interesting. I saw a lot of, like, like you know, Devin Haney broing out with, you know, famous, like, with everyone. Like, just sort of these interactions. You're like, wow, I wonder what they're talking about. They like to see these guys bro out like that. Um Tim Bradley and Adrian Broner had this kind of weird sort of face-to-face thing where some people were like, uh, uh, Bradley just called him out for not getting the most out of his career, and and it looked like A.B. was stepping to him, but not really. It was just sort of this weird little thing that everyone ran over. But um, I'm – do you remember that time – I'm trying to compare. Darren Barker – just blew you off. Yeah, anytime I'm, I, I, I have awkward moments there, but I may or may not have told Sweet Hands that I think he can beat Canelo. And like that moment inside of Jimmy's corner after Golovkin and Curtis Stevens when the great Jim Lampley, you know, we, we basically had our like moment, like our, uh, you know, uh, our, he like, is the greatest 1940s movie black and white moment where it's like, he's for real, Jimmy's for real. You're damn right he is. Like that like, you know, sort of like, you know, it's you and me, kid, like one of those. I had that with uh sweet hands. I was like, you know, I I think you could be Canelo, dude. And he was like I know. I I'm sure he does know. Was it as magical I was like, as I was like, Your wife is smoking. And he was like, I know. I know. <laughs> was it as magical and as any like, of the times? Like, Kate Abdo is pretty hot too, and he was like I know. know. (laughs) Was it as magical, Brian, as the times that you told Austin Trout that he did beat Canelo 
and that his wife is also wonderfully good looking. Wow, wow, a little, little extra pull there, but tug more than once uh, from you there, Rafe. Wow. Um. So yeah, a couple of can't be on moments there. Nothing too crazy. Um. Let, let's talk he heavyweights Rafe, a little he bit more, Brian. Him. He's the kryptonite for for uh, for for your ginger friend. So I hope somebody beats his ass, but you know, other other than the times that fuck that Triple G did, um, but uh, hey, Brian, they're looking at that uh, trilogy in the fall. Did you see those? Yeah, reports? I saw that. Great, look, make it happen. Make that money. Look, that's good. What else are they gonna do? They're 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 gonna if it's if it's uh if it's beating down Triple G or if Billy Joe Saunders fights, cool. Let's let's beat down Triple G. I'm all I'm all for that, Brian. I just think um. I got a question. I eat steak. Every- I'm a little guy, but I eat steak. I need to eat steak. Brian, I'm trying to ask you a heavyweight question here. Yeah, yeah. Is Usyk out the picture? Are you no longer in love? Do you know? Are you no longer feel? I was Is it done? You weren't going to ask me that. Um, I don't know yet. I don't know, Rafe. I it mean, would be like, helpful if he could have a fight. If he could not get yeah. injured for more than a you know, it's like he didn't a do anything months. bad in that in that last showcase tune-up fight, but he also wasn't you know. Through the roof, spectacular. I mean, F it, Rafe. F it. Tell me now. What does it look like, Usyk and Fury? Tell me now. Come on. Come on. Tell me right now. <clears throat> look, I, I, coming off of tonight, it, it there's no way, I, even as someone who really does believe in Usyk as a, a wonderful, ex, a, talented, world-class boxer, there's no way I could... I could watch tonight's fight and think that with that size disparity and all of the unpredictable wrinkles that Fury can throw at someone that that Usyk would would win that fight. I I still would want to see it. I still believe like Usyk is his talent is and his you know sort of experience he will I I I I want it's the kind of thing where I want to see how it plays out but I couldn't I couldn't favor him going in unless I don't know unless unless he gets to fight AJ on a mandatory later this year and just wipes him out like blows him out or something and then all of a sudden we're we're reacting to that we're like oh my god wait a minute let's go let's let's reassess this but as things are now coming off of this performance and just what we know about Tyson Fury the and the size advantage that he will have no matter what if they ever fought I just would have to favor Fury all right. Well, we asked Al Bundy. He he wanted to favor the Russian, but we also got uh, Agus's thoughts. Prepare your horse for the war. And the- wow! Wow! Rafe. It's gonna be a challenge. Yeah, yeah. Hill, 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 hill. All right. I w- I don't want your thoughts on Navarrete. No, I don't. All right. I mean, it wasn't he didn't oh. do anything bad either. It's not his fault. But they just, you know, hey, Evan Corn, get get a better undercard next time. All right. I love that. Yeah, that, Ev- like that. yeah, Evan, it's your fault. Yeah, yeah. Oh, him, he's supposed to set up the podcast uh, with me, Bob, and the Bong. That's that's coming, Rafe. Good luck. You better you better get your weight up before you do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Those that's the that's the fight week. Those are the moments, Rafe. And uh, okay, then answer the other hard question. Can Andy Ruiz fight either Wilder Fury while still with I'm sorry uh, I'm sorry Anthony Joshua while still with the zone while still with the zone can he fight these guys? That's interesting. I mean, so there, there's a few things going on, and we've we, you mentioned this every time. Anthony Joshua is the one fighter who 
can on some level ask out of his disown uh he's not he's not tied to disown contractually it's sort of assumed that, that he will yeah I, look, I don't got that stuff um so if it does not want if if it needs to be on a service that Anthony Joshua does not have. He could do that, but it, I still wouldn't consider that likely because Eddie Hearn, the great Eddie Hearns, has a big, you know, has to sort of nurture that relationship with the zone. Taking AJ off of that platform would be a big, uh, a big, you know, kick in the nuts to them. So I don't know if they're willing to do that. But there will be. There's an argument that there will be so much money out there for AJ and Fury that. They could get over this. They will. They could figure something out. Someone will take the money, uh, you know, just take the giant payoff. Like, for example, ESPN, even for the biggest fight in whatever, right, in years, the biggest fight of the year, is not as big to them as a good NFL game that they're going to get ratings on. It just doesn't mean as much to their ratings or their business it's not as important. So I could see Eddie and DeZone coming up with some system where, okay, these sheiks are going to give us a billion dollars for this fight. ESPN will cut you in for 400 mil just to go away. And then everybody else splits what's left. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I mean, you know. We'll, we'll see what's actually written. Granted, these are getting pretty fanciful, these these these, these, these scenarios. Yeah, <laughs> that was that 80s action movie, fanciful. I did like <laughs> it, though, right there. Uh, you know what's funny, Rafe? You know what's funny? Uh, <laughs> I saw 1917 in the theater last week. And had, I, I heard you talking about this in your monologue. <laughs> it had like a uh, one of those in-movie experiences where it's just like, oh, like, you know, where you basically like this fight tonight for people that hadn't watched heavyweight boxing in a long time. They're like, Oh my God, I remember this. This was great. That was me in the theater watching 1917 and just being like, like watching red Dawn all over yeah, again. Yeah. Like this art form just got me. They just got me. Like I just had a moment here, like pour some water on my screen or something. The best war film since saving private Ryan. <laughs> so then when I get in the cab after the movie, all right, to go back, uh, and the, the man who's driving the cab just, he happens to be in, uh, of Indian descent. Not that that matters in the story, but like, it maybe adds to the funny accent where, um, he's like, you know, so what are we doing tonight? I was, you know, I was like, went to the movie. And I'm like, I'm like, I went on a five minute run of like, I basically gave the full Siskel and Ebert like show breakdown. I just brought it and was like, this movie's the best thing ever. And he goes, Oh, I have to see that. He goes, you know what actually movie I think is really the best. And I'm like, yeah, well, what do you got? You got any recommendations? He's like, Die Hard. That's a great freaking movie. I was just like, well, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I guess so, yeah. You could do much worse than Die Hard. Shoot. <laughs> no, I, just, I didn't expect it in that moment like that. I'm, I'm like, you know, uh, The uh, the Last Emperor or uh, The Pianist. Yeah, okay. I, I could see him coming out with that, Ray, for uh, Terms of Endearment, you know, whatever, but no. All right. Uh, that's it, Rafe. That's the show. I got nothing more for you. Well, then I guess I'm going to have to go to sleep here. I mean, I could lay awake just to hear you breathing. Okay, but... Uh... I, I, look, that is my one request for Tyson Fury in the future. Look, Tyson, it is your night. You can do whatever you want. You deserve it. But come on. Can we drop American Pie <laughs> as the post-fight song? It's lame. 
Oh, wow. All right. So you, you would have preferred this. Baby, I just don't get it. Do you enjoy Absolutely, man. I know you smell the perfume, the makeup on makeup your shirt. Makeup on his shirt. Don't believe it's so you, you know that they're all lies. Yeah. Just stick around. And I just don't know why. If I was your man, baby, baby uh, you never if, worry uh, about. Yeah. If he was like, or he could just rap, sing his rap to the Irish crew. Oh, I thought he was gonna kind of like uh, serenade Manny Pacquiao and have him come in the ring, and then the two of them together could do what's that song he did on Kimmel? Sometimes when <laughs> you touch, yes, yes, the honesty is too much, <laughs> or you know, my there's nothing my love can fix for you. <laughs> you ought to know by now how much I love you. One thing my hand will stick in is the gloves of Cleetoris, baby. All right. Hey, uh, that'll And then Bobby up. comes out. Yeah. Wow. Yo, 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 yo. Relax, relax. All right. Uh, that's the show this week at State of Combat at B. Campbell CBS. You can hear me. I'm going delirious here at Rafe Boogs. Rafe, thanks for not jacking because Tyson Fury was there till the camp breathed tonight. I'll never jack, Brian. Never again. Do you have any words for uh, people? I do. Left, right, good night. We out.